Welcome to Sexy Confidence with Eva, the relationship maker, where we talk about relationships, dating, we talk about life and successes with invited guests. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask me. On my website, evatherelationshipmaker.com, there is a little line on the right-hand side and says, Ask Eva. It's going to be my pleasure to answer it. My guest today is Carla, and she's working at the maternity ward. We talked about testosterone, about the hormones for men, and what I was thinking to cover is what happens when you are a first-time dad. It's the most exciting time, but there are some of the things you have not considered or you don't know what's going on. And this is where I'm going to uh, ask her to give some information so it can help you as a first-time dad and also for the mom. Hi, Carla. Hello. Can you introduce yourself, please, what you do? Hi, I'm Carla, and I've been a labor and delivery nurse for a very long time. It's coming up to 20 years now. So, first thing, it's I know when it, it comes the time, it's always a question, natural birth or cesarean section? What is the pro and what is the con? That's an important question. I feel like um, most women prefer vaginal delivery and it really depends on how labor goes, uh, whether they're gonna end up with a C-section or not at the end. Uh, there could be also some reasons for a C-section in terms of baby's position, like if it's a breech position, um, in general, they're offered a C-section. I think the only hospital in the lower mainland that offers a vaginal breech delivery would be um, BC Women's Hospital. A lot of moms who have C-sections do so because they've had one before for whatever reason, um, whether it was um, labor wasn't progressing well or they had fetal distress in the first, the first time around. Pros and cons, let's see. During a vaginal birth, the baby's lungs get squeezed out very nicely, so there's less likely to be any respiratory distress, any secretions in the abdomen post-birth. They're also exposed to the flora, the vaginal flora of mom during delivery. So that exposure in the long term facilitates, improves their immune system. Recovery in general is faster and easier after a vaginal delivery. So these are the pros for vaginal delivery. Now the cons would be it is extended. You never know how long it's going to last for. You never know how it's going to go. You can have um, a birth plan and things just don't go as you wish they would. And I think that's why it's important to go to the hospital for delivery because if something happens, you have help, right? That's true. Uh, home deliveries are fairly safe for uh, low-risk women who have a midwife, a certified midwife, someone who can navigate the system and transfer them to the hospital in case an emergency arises. Mm -hmm. So as for pros and cons for C-section, the pros obviously is the fact that it's scheduled, you know exactly when you're going to be giving birth, uh, you know exactly which physicians you're going to have when you give birth. It's generally, it's considered safe. 
Uh, there could be injury to the bowels or the bladder during a C-section. It is a major surgery. However, most women do fairly well with a, with a C-section. We get them up six to seven hours post-delivery, so um, the risk of them developing blood clots in their, in their legs are minimized. Pain-wise, I feel that it's pretty comparable to a vaginal delivery, especially uh, with a first-time mom who could have a, a really bad tear or potentially an episiotomy during delivery. They will have a lot of perineal pain. So if you compare the two, I think they're pretty similar. Whether you're going to have pain in your vagina or in the perineal area, or you're going to have pain because of a cut, it's probably going to be just as uncomfortable and requiring a lot of analgesia to deal with. And also time to heal. Exactly, the time to heal. So when they, when you give birth, first time, second time, whatever, the hormones are raging. It's not, it, it's the same thing when you get pregnant. You know something is not right during the period. But what you can expect, especially for the dads, how, how to understand the woman when her hormones are raging and or, you know, even postpartum, I think it comes from hormones, right? Mm -hmm. So what are the signs and what a man can do to help the wife? The main thing is do not judge. Post-delivery, there is a huge drop in estrogen and progesterone. And that can lead to mood swings. It can lead to the postpartum blues, which is a condition that happens um, generally two or three days post-delivery. Moms are extremely tearful. Um, they question their experience, especially if it didn't go the way it was expected. They question their ability to parent that child. You have to be as supportive as possible. Let the woman talk about her labor experience or delivery experience. Let her express her frustration. Uh, allow her to get some rest. So the main thing is if you're the support person for that woman at the hospital, take turns. Make sure that she gets enough sleep. So maybe whenever it's time to feed the baby, just wake up, get the baby, hand the baby to the mom. Change diapers if uh, you end up topping up with some formula offer to do the bottle feeding for her, cuddle with the baby, walk around with him, make sure the baby stays quiet as much as possible so mom can get some sleep. This condition is greatly aggravated by fatigue and the fatigue is of course related to the fact that mom had been in labor for who knows how long. Delivery might have been extremely difficult and post-delivery because of the adrenaline rush instead of resting she'd be up and extremely high <laughs> not necessarily high but full of beans no <laughs> <laughs> way to put it <laughs> just extremely excited and happy that she had this baby and it's hard to calm down from the adrenaline rush I suppose. exactly but when you crash you really crash exactly and that's usually the time the baby wants to be held and baby wants to feed and wants to cuddle so it is very difficult to to make sure that everybody gets the rest that they deserve. It's interesting because I'm always saying before somebody has a child, they should have a puppy 
the ones that they have to feed <laughs> because it's it's just a costume, you know, to get up, give the, the bottle to the puppy and every three hours. And if they can manage that, the baby is going to be a breeze. I don't know how right I am, but yeah. It's a start for sure. Yeah, <laughs> get something to take care of before you have a baby and then you're, the transition is going to be easier, like you say. Yeah. yeah. Now, let's say um, everything is going right. The husband helps, mm -hmm. the baby is okay, maybe colicky, not. And it, time, it comes the time for intimacy. Mm -hmm. How to handle that? Because, you know, the one might say, okay, I'm tired, I don't want to do anything, I'm not in a mood. So how can a man handle that situation? The main thing is do not pressure her. Do not pressure your wife or your partner. Uh, she is going to need at least six weeks to recover after um, either a vaginal delivery or a C-section. And then depending on what her experience was, especially if she had a vaginal delivery that was traumatic, she has an assisted delivery, if she had a tear, she's going to be extremely fear fearful. Physically, she might be ready to do it, but mentally, she might not be ready. She might not be there. So you have to be patient and you have to make sure that you don't make her feel guilty. No passive aggressive behaviors. As Eva mentioned, intimacy is extremely important, but do not confuse intimacy with sex. So being able to help this woman, let's face it, she works 24 seven with this baby. She does not have her own body. She, there's no reciprocation with the baby. She basically gives, gives, gives. She doesn't receive anything back from the baby. Infants are unable to smile back voluntarily for about two months after birth. So basically you are meeting your child's needs and your only reward is your baby looking satisfied or falling asleep after a good meal. So make sure that you take that in consideration and maybe massage your, your wife's feet, give her a back rub, take the baby out so she can get some sleep and don't expect anything in return. So the main thing is do stuff for her without expecting her to reward you for your efforts. And just acknowledge that she is doing all these things for the baby without expecting anything in return at this point. When she's ready, she'll let you know. The thing is, don't wait the mother to say what to do. Take initiative, take a Take a stand and, and do things just because, because by helping her, she's going to be more attracted to you. She's going to be more willing to, uh, to be intimate with you. But if she always has to nag you and, and she's always busy with the baby, that doesn't create a very harmonious kind of relationship. You both are new parents and fearful and, and excited. But it's, it's not easy, it's the hardest thing to be a parent, but it's the most rewarding and most beautiful thing too. If you get intimate after giving birth, can the woman get pregnant easily? You never know. So what happens after giving birth, especially if the woman chooses to breastfeed and she breastfeeds around the clock and she never goes more than six hours between feeds, 
she may not get her period. She may not get her period for a very long time. It could last for months. Now, the important thing to remember is just because you don't have a period, it doesn't mean you're not ovulating. So you could be ovulating without having a period, which means you could get pregnant very easily and you never realize that you're pregnant. It could be months before you realize that you're pregnant. Is it true that it changes the taste of the milk and sometimes the kid is refusing to eat? Occasionally, yes, it, it will change the taste of the milk. Uh, the pregnancy hormones, of course, are, are different and some mom's milk will even decrease in uh, quantity because of it. But as far as I know, most babies are okay to breastfeed. They will, they will, ex they will um, adjust, to the adjust and yeah. yeah. If let's say the, the mother has postpartum or something is not right, what kind of help they have for men and for women to, uh, you know, to rectify that, where they can turn, because I think that's an important part not to ignore. Yes, Eva, you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. As I mentioned before, it's very normal to be feeling blue um, the first few days after delivery. And generally that passes after the first week, the hormones kind of stop raging and mom settles into her role as a parent. Occasionally, approximately 70% of women will experience some transient depression. Only less than one in 1,000 will have to be hospitalized due to uh, postpartum depression or postpartum psychosis. So there are two conditions called postpartum depression and then postpartum psychosis. Postpartum depression is when the mom suddenly starts feeling extremely tearful long after this first period of postpartum blues that she experiences after the birth of her baby. So it could happen at any time. It doesn't have to be in the first few months of life of the baby. Uh, it could happen in the first year. And occasionally it goes undiagnosed and moms struggle and they don't know what's wrong with them. They could be feeling discouraged they could be feeling um, unable to perform their daily duties. They will go through the motions without feeling any emotion. It might um, affect their attachment to this baby. And usually their partner or whomever is around them the most is responsible for noticing that change in the woman. She might not even be able to articulate what's going on with her. But someone who knows her well will be able to see that something is just not right. So postpartum visits generally happen uh, for vaginal deliveries within the first two weeks after delivery and then for C-sections after six weeks. But if this condition happens, let's say at around six months, it's very important for the husband to make an appointment for his wife with their GP and have her evaluated she may benefit from group therapy, she may benefit from individual therapy, and occasionally she may need some medication. Don't ignore it. You know, women who had postpartum depression, they say it feels like drowning. And once they get help, it's almost like being able to lift their heads above the water and being able to breathe again. And things 
get into sharp focus again and they're able to cope with everyday life. Postpartum psychosis, on the other hand, is a much rarer form of postpartum depression and um, it's more severe. It is extremely severe. It will very often lead to harming of the baby and harming of um, if the woman has other children, she may very well harm all of them. It's very difficult not to notice when a woman goes into postpartum psychosis. They won't be able to sleep. They'll have um, extreme emotional outbursts. Um, they probably will be talking about um, demons and um, have hallucinations, either auditory or visual hallucinations, and express the fact that somebody wants them to harm their child. So it's very important to pay attention to these women and very important to notice when things change because they might not be in a position to notice it themselves. So just seek medical attention for that. As for dads, uh, believe it or not, even dads can get depressed after the birth of a child. They might have had ideas on what kind of a baby this is going to be. And maybe they were expecting to have a little boy. And then, unfortunately for them, this is a girl. So all, all their dreams come crashing down. And all the fantasies that they had about having a little boy is no longer possible. So they can experience depression and it's very important for those around them to notice that they're not coping well, that they're not bonding with the baby, that they're potentially resenting the baby. There's also a sort of a loss, loss of intimacy with the wife and um, there could be occasionally some jealousy directed to the new baby, noticing that the wife is spending way more time attending to the baby's needs than the husband's needs. And that's very normal. It's very normal. It's part of the transition from being um, a single man or a married man without a child to having someone to take care of, someone who needs your attention 24-7 and you can't really schedule or um, take any time off when you're around the baby. You have to tend to your baby's needs first. Actually, I know somebody who expected to have a boy and when it was a girl for two or three weeks would not come home would go drink because it was an expectation from the other man because they said if you don't have a son then you might not be a man and it's like it's totally stupid but you know what if you have a girl first time to go and work and have a son next year or two years after it's totally up to you if nothing is lost it's you know, it, it's a child. Be happy that it's it's healthy. That's the yeah. most important part. But yeah, it's emotions. It's very hard to deal with them. And it's very hard for men to deal with. And one more question, because I'm, I'm really curious about that. If somebody has postpartum, can it last for a long time? Or it's uh, it lasts for a year and it's gone? Or can last for years? It is not self-limiting. It, if, if it's untreated, I guess past a year is no longer called postpartum depression, but the depression will last 
-hmm. if it's not treated. So it has to be acknowledged and it has to be taken seriously when it occurs. And hopefully with proper treatment, you can prevent it lasting for several years after. So basically, we want to sum up, it's pay attention. Always pay attention. Put the child first. The wife at this point, because she's the one who is always home with the kid and needs help sometimes just to have a half an hour on her own or go to a hairdresser on your own or go for a coffee with, with a friend. And it's going to change that feel of not even, it's a loneliness actually, because you said that the kid is not smiling for the first two months. So it's like you, you do, 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 but there is no, not, it's no reward. The reward is basically that you hold the baby in your arm and you know it's healthy, but you need something else, right? Friends are absolutely a must. Exactly. It's very isolating to be a, a mom at home, stuck at home, especially during this pandemic, where you don't even have the option to go out and meet with other moms who, um, you might have met at the doctor's office when you were going for prenatal visits. So because it's so isolating and you don't necessarily see any adults around you, the husband, um, it would be lovely if the husband could take some time off right after birth so, she, so he could be home with the wife so he can appreciate all the work that goes into having a baby and realize that, you know, if he goes off to work, he cannot expect to find a clean, pristine house when he returns from work because basically the wife can barely keep her head above the water, especially those first few weeks when the baby is feeding every two to three hours around the clock and is not sleeping through the night. So she needs to be able to rest when the baby's resting. It's very important for the husband at that point to take over the chores because bringing flowers for the wife is very nice gesture, but it doesn't really help. What helps is take over the cooking, take over the laundry, take over the cleaning, um, pick the baby up when the baby first cries, the way for the wife to get out of the bed. She might be in pain. She could be leaking breast milk all over the place. It's another thing I forgot to mention, when you do resume sexual relations, if she is breastfeeding very often, she may squirt some breast milk uh, every time she has an orgasm, if she gets there. So please don't make her feel self-conscious about it. She cannot help it. It's, it's nature. Very normal. Birth the baby. Take up, birth the baby. She's feeding, you birth it. So. <laughs> Change the diapers and take yes. that baby out from time to time. Let mm -hmm. mom have some time in the house by herself where she can do whatever she wants. Even just going to the bathroom on her own. That is just the biggest gift. The biggest <laughs> gift ever. And if you are very lucky and you have parents close by and they can take care of the baby, then the husband and wife can go for a little walk, maybe just on their own. So there are, there are many ways you can connect, and I think it's so important. I am so appreciating you coming over and uh, talking about this subject because people don't know sometimes about, especially when you are the first-time parent, 
and it's so good that you have an idea and you know what to expect instead of reacting you're going to help i hope i hope it's going to make a difference oh, it, it always does believe me even if it's one or two people we help it already made a difference because that one person going to say to another mom listen this is what i went through this is what i heard let's do it thank you so much carla i you appreciate your your uh, your input I couldn't ask a better person because I know how dedicated you are and how good you are in your job. And I know I have met some people who gave birth and you were there and they were so, they were speaking so highly about you. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, there is no happiness without love. Love yourself first, love your partner. Until next time, goodbye.